0: The following stories are taken from Reddit's Let's Not Meet page. Alright, some backstory before I begin. I'm 24 and male, but not the target of this story. I work the night shift as a customer service agent for a major airline in the US. My job is basically to wait for the inbound planes to land, drive the bridge up to the plane, wait for everyone to get off, then pull the bridge back so the ground crew can park the plane wherever it needs to be. It's pretty easy, but you do get a lot of creepiness working at night sometimes. Before the incident, I was hanging out with a co-worker and one of the contractors who works with us at the food court area. We noticed that there's a guy who's just kind of wandering aimlessly about, but we don't pay any attention because people who are overnighting and can't sleep tend to just walk around the airport. The guy in question is a large guy, both big and tall, with a medium-sized neck beard and a long, greasy ponytail. Fast forward about an hour and it's close to 1am I'm do my work, letting people off one of the late inbounds making sure no one tries to get back on the plane giving directions, all that All of a sudden, the guy who was walking around earlier walks up to me and stands there I ask him if he needs any help and he asks me, do you know if a female co-worker who got off several hours earlier is here I tell him no, she's gone It's a shame, I really wanted to talk to her again she was the most beautiful girl I've seen in my entire life. I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable with this guy. Do you know when she's working again? No. Do you have a phone number or anything? I really want to talk to her before I left for Florida. I felt like we really have a connection. No. Come on, man, help me out. You don't believe in love at first sight? No. The contractor who I was hanging around with walks up. He's larger and more intimidating than I am and the guy starts to ease up and ends the conversation after he arrives. I didn't tell my female co-worker about this until later. Originally, she thought I was talking about another guy she was talking with, until I described the guy in question. I asked her if he was bothering her at all, because obviously he knew her name. She told me that when she was working, the guy came up to her, stared at her smiling, then shook her hand, saying only, I'll be seeing you later. The encounter I had with the guy creeped her out even more and I tell my other co-workers to contact the police if they see him hanging around the airport waiting for her. I normally have thick skin and can brush most things off, but this guy made me really uncomfortable from the moment he came up to me. I've no idea if he had bad intentions or was just socially awkward, but I did not want to find out. It was early January, and just a few days before my birthday. The snow was deep and the streets were quiet the front yard lit by the dying streetlights and the silver of the moon. I'd just come up from my room to get something to eat, when I was met with an uncomfortable sighting. Across the road, a figure was making its way casually down the street. I tried to force down the lump in my throat as I observed the figure pass the house, and nearly choked when it sped up. Walking on all fours, with snow up to its wrists, this... man, or woman? I've still yet to come to a conclusion seemed to be either unaware of the strangeness of its posture, or simply out of its mind. I turned away and hurried to the kitchen where I caught my breath. My heart and mind were racing, and the only thing I could continue to think was, I mean, it's probably some cracked-out weirdo, but it's cold as hell outside. What if it's still walking down the street like that? Curious, but unable to bring myself to investigate further, I'm still uncertain as to whether this... thing carried on the way it did for the rest of its way down the street. All I know for sure is that it was disturbing to see, and unfortunately, only the first weird thing to happen that night. Pulling myself together, doing what I had come upstairs to do, I got some food together and headed back down to my room. Still feeling a bit shaken, I decided to watch some upbeat videos on YouTube while I curled up in bed, doing so for at least an hour before things got weird again. So to better visualise my room, I'll give a quick description. It's facing our backyard and is without it's own door. Here is the basement and was not intentionally designed as a bedroom, so the door it does have isn't to close it off from the rest of the house, but to exit into the backyard. The backyard itself is quite large despite the house being smaller, with the floodlights on from the upstairs kitchen as well as the one next to my door, though neither manage to light the entire backyard which can be a little bit creepy at times. So, I hear a quick bang at my door, and nearly jumped out of my skin from the shock of the noise. Peering out the window, from my bed across the room, I half expected some terrifying creature to reveal itself, but was met only with the sound of my cat meowing. Falling back onto my pillow and cursing my cat for scaring me like that, I thought to myself, You little shit, you can stay outside for the rest of the night for that. A few minutes passed, when again I heard meowing, I tried to ignore it, but she persisted. I figured it wasn't her fault that she'd scared me, and I was being a bit unreasonable not to let her in. So I got out of bed, crossed the room, and reached for the door, when I realised my cat was sleeping on a heap of laundry in the far side of the room. I got a horrible sinking feeling, and I paused at the door, awaiting for the sound of another meow. For a few seconds, silence. Silence. Intent on discovering the origin of the noises, I meowed back and was echoed with a meow. I told myself it must be the grey cat that hangs around my window some nights and tries to pick fights for my cat, but I knew it sounded too... not like a cat. So I put my face up to the window and said, get off my property, meowing won't make me let you in. Silence again. Foolishly, I opened the door to look outside thinking it had to be that damn grey cat. The little shit is either attention deprived or gets too much attention, because when I opened my door to yell at it, instead of running away, it always tried to get inside. I put my foot out the door and poked my head out to see the backyard was completely empty. Not at all like that grey cat to take off when it hears noise. So again I got that sinking feeling. And then... Meow. Just to the right of my face came another sudden meow which sent me back inside the door faster than a bolt of lightning. I locked the door, grabbed my cat and hurried up the stairs, turning on every light along the way. Stopping in the living room, I peered out to the front yard and across the street. The same piles of snow, silver of a moon and an empty street awaited me there. Clutching my cat tightly to my chest, I could feel my heartbeat bounding back from her body. I tried to calm myself while I gazed into space not focusing on anything in particular when something caught my eye. There, emerging from the side of my house and coming from the backyard, was that horrifying figure that had been walking on all fours. It slowly made its way to the street, crossed the road, and began to continue walking in the direction I had last seen it going when it stopped dead in its tracks. Paralysed with fear, I couldn't help but to stare right at it when it turned its head to meet my gaze looking directly at me for what seemed like ages. We stared each other down. My body felt like it was about to melt through the cracks in the floor from the adrenaline pumping through me when the thing made a charge for the house. It moved lightning fast for being on all fours and having to travel across piles of snow, which only made things more terrifying. I fled the room and took refuge in the kitchen, where my cat and I spent the remainder of the night. When the morning arrived... I went back down to my room and looked outside, nothing there but snow and hand and feet prints at the foot of my door. This happened about two years ago when I was 17. I was on a holiday with my mum in South Africa and we were staying for a few nights in Cape Town before we came home to Australia. Mum had shared stories about loads of unnerving experiences she'd had as a child growing up in South Africa, so I was always a little bit on edge. It was the morning before we left, and I went down to the breakfast buffet later than usual. I got there just as Mum was about to head back upstairs to pack up. It was a pretty nice hotel with a lot of staff around, so she wasn't worried about leaving me by myself to eat. As I was eating, I noticed an Indian woman, roughly about 40 years old, sitting nearby, looking at me. Even though it wasn't too odd, I kept it in the back of my mind. I finished eating my food, and got up to go to the elevator. Strangely, the woman did the same. We got in and I pressed the number for my floor, although she didn't press a number which at the time I didn't think much of. As the doors closed on us, she began talking to me, asking me things like, where are you from, and what is your age? I don't think English was her first language. I told her I was 17 and from Australia, and she told me that her brother lives there. Thankfully the elevator had reached my level by that point and the doors opened. I'm normally a pretty shy guy and really didn't want to talk to her anymore. Her friendly questions were giving me bad vibes and making me nervy. But she kept on walking with me and then suddenly goes, You should come and see my room. She stops right away and gestures towards a room to my left which has an open door. I'm more than creeped out at this point, but I glance inside instinctively. There's a man facing us, sitting on the edge of the bed. He's looking at her and I expectantly. My stomach drops, and I immediately start running towards my room. They didn't chase after me, and I reached my room safely. I briefly mentioned it to my mum when she asked me why I was puffing, but I didn't go into too much depth. I hadn't added up all the details at that point, and I'm not exactly sure what would have happened if I hadn't been as suspicious of her to begin with, or if I'd have gone into the room, but I am certain that it would have been something very, very bad. Every year, our small town has a fairly popular carnival and rodeo. It's pretty much the only thing around here that anybody looks forward to. or loathes considering how many drunk tourists seem to find their way here and make fools of themselves dressing like cowboys. One night, during the carnival two years ago, my mum decided to take my brother, myself and two of my friends for the night to have some fun. We ended up parking on a residential street a few blocks away from the fairgrounds because there's no parking pretty much anywhere. After some half-assed attempt at remembering the name of the street and the general area where we left the car, we all went on our way. Well, later that night, we couldn't remember for the life of us exactly where the car was. We searched street after street for 30 minutes with no luck. Finally, my mum, after seeing how tired we all were, told us to sit on the curb and wait while she went and looked. We were all well aware of stranger danger, and we're in a nice neighbourhood. Plus, the community rarely has any problems with violence of any sort. So we... Three 15-year-old girls and one 12-year-old boy thought that there was nothing to worry about. Five minutes after my mum disappeared, we hear the grass crunching on the lawn behind us, and all of us whip around to see who is now standing there. An older, lanky man with a hunched back and the coldest expression I've ever seen was staring at us. Because his back was hunched, he stood there kind of crookedly. He didn't move or blink as he glared at us. "'Why are you sitting on my curb?' he snapped. "'Still not moving.' It was unnerving how still he was. We immediately felt guilty, thinking that this was just some scared or confused old man, wondering why some teenagers were sitting outside of his house. I explained the situation to him, That my mum had gone to find our car, and we would move across the street if we were bothering him. He stayed silent for a few seconds, then stared me down and said, Come inside. The next few minutes were a blur, as my adrenaline had kicked in and I was getting more and more scared of this man by the second, We didn't have the sense to just run for some reason. He kept repeating, Come inside. Who are you waiting for? Come inside my house. Get over here. Now. Get in my house. No matter what we said, he didn't seem to hear, and he thankfully didn't move from his spot on the lawn, like he just expected us to come with him. He was especially focused on my friends and I, just telling us over and over again to go with him inside his house, no matter how much we tried to get it in his head, that my mum was coming back soon. The look in his eyes just kept getting colder and more furious the longer he stood there. It didn't occur to me that his hand had been hidden behind his back the entire time until my mum showed up. We were all relieved, saying, See, we told you, there she is, and the like. Now, my mum is a scary woman. She does not take shit from anybody and will happily start throwing punches if she feels the situation calls for it. So immediately she was in mama bear mode and furiously telling off this old man after she saw how freaked out we all were. He was just now starting to move back to his house. He slunk away from her and glared at the four of us, batting his free hand at her, cursing and mumbling to himself. When we watched him go, and as he turned around, my blood ran cold. In the hand that he had been hiding was a large knife. It glinted off the street lamp and we all hurried away to our car that my mum had found. My friends and I tried to laugh it off, but we were all scared and not willing to be alone for the rest of the night. It's seriously scary to think about what was running through that old man's head, especially since he was holding that damn knife the whole time. So creepy old man with a knife behind his back? Let's not meet. This happened not too long ago, maybe the beginning of the school year. I'm a sophomore girl in high school and I live in a pretty calm state. There's not much crime and not many creepy people. It's Idaho for Christ's sake. I believe the scariest thing that can happen here is a potato famine. At the beginning of the year, I didn't have an efficient way home. I lived a couple of miles away from school and the hot summer weather isn't quite my definition of optimal to walk in. I only live with my mum and she works until five. Since school gets out about three and I wasn't aware there was a bus going to my house, I would always chill in the park right next to my school and wait for my mum to pick me up. There weren't very many people at the park ever unless it was summer break a few elementary kids with their parents here and there, some people from my school walking on the canal nearby or getting to their cars, and a lot of LARPers. Every day I'd sit at the same spot, doing homework or something and waiting for my mum. Rarely anybody sat where I did, even though there were four long benches under the gazebo I was sitting at. One day I was walking up the hill to the park, and at my usual place I saw a man sitting on the bench across from mine. The park was mostly empty except for him and me. It's an open enough space for anybody to see if something went down. As I neared the bench, I saw he was wearing an all-purple suit and a fedora. despite the agonisingly hot weather, this man still had the capacity to wear a full-on long-sleeve suit and pants, and a fecking fedora. Nothing about him tipped me off at this point, except for the fact he was staring at me as I inched closer. I swear his eyes wouldn't rip away from mine. I set down my bag and turned the music up on my phone making it apparent through my headphones that I didn't want to talk. Typical 21st century teenage thing. I pulled my book out of my bag and began to wait for my mum. An uneasy feeling settled only after I read a sentence from my book and I looked up. The fedora guy was still staring at me. He looked around 30 to 40 and I could see a smile forming on his face. I shivered a bit and brushed it off and continued reading. After only a few more sentences in my book... I looked up again. There was a full smile on his face at this point, and it was starting to creep me out more than it was before. I turned my music up louder, because obviously that's how you get someone to leave you alone in a sophomore's mind. I went back to my book, but the feeling was still there. I began to clutch my bag for a fast escape, just in case this creep tried something. The feeling came back after I finished a page in my book. For some reason I brushed it off, but into a sentence of the new page I looked up again. Fedora guy was now right across from me on the other side of the bench. He was still doing that creepy grin thing, but his mouth was moving. I couldn't hear what he was saying at all through my headphones, and I had a feeling I didn't want to. But even after he was done talking, he stared at me, pointing into his ear as if gesturing me to take out my headphones. Wide-eyed and immensely creeped out, I did as so, My hand reached over to my bookmark and shut the book and began shoving it in my bag. The man reached his hand across the table, barely missing my hand. I was starting to get up when he finally said something. Do you know what the sexual consent age in Idaho is? Dear God, his voice was so high and squeaky he might have inhaled a couple of ounces of helium. I got up and walked away without a word. When I looked back, he was still staring at me but his creepy smile was gone. What had been his smile was now a menacing frown. His eyebrows were furled, and his hand that almost touched me was formed into a fist. I was only a few feet away from him when I saw him stand up. My pace quickened as I walked up the hill. It had only been a few minutes since school got out, so some of my peers were still lurking around by the park. At a crosswalk, I spotted a distant acquaintance, for he was the only one in the vicinity that wasn't walking away. I explained the situation to him, and we calmly joked about it, but we were keeping an eye out for a purple fedora guy. A few minutes later, we saw him walking up the hill towards us. I nodded my head towards the man and he understood. My distant acquaintance slightly shielded himself over me. Being five foot one has its advantages, including hiding easily behind virtually anything taller than me. The man stopped at the crosswalk only a few feet away from us, not seeming to notice me. Once the street was clear... He crossed the street and started walking onto the canal away from us. That was when I thought it was clear. He turned around, and that fucking smile on his face was back. For a few more seconds he kept walking forward with his head slightly tilted at me, until he disappeared. I could only see a little bit of his smile, but I knew it was still there when he turned his head back around. That was two or three weeks into the school year, and now there's only one day until school ends. I stopped going to the park every day after I saw him standing on the canal with the same purple outfit on, not even a week later. I began to ride the bus and catch rides from friends, but a few days ago I was sticking around school to finish a project. It was close to five when I finished, and my mum agreed to pick me up when she was done. Unknowing of the event that took place eight months ago, she told me to wait at the park. Of course, I had gotten over the whole thing, but as I was walking to my old bench, I saw a purple suit with a fedora standing on the canal. I noped right out of there real fast. Hi guys, it's Brimstone here, so I want to say thank you for watching the video today. If you want to check out the original stories, the links are in the description box below. Also, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel to help support me. And remember until next time, sleep tight. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.